You seem like a natural on the microphone. How did you feel? <laughs> I just ignore it and talk to you. That's what I'm doing. You're the pro. <laughs> We're in danger if that's the case. <laughs> it's amazing how much I don't know. Like when you said, what does that do? I think it really does kind of destroy the aphids at the skeleton, but I don't know that for sure. Well, I think it does. people can correct us if we're... <laughs> okay. oh, let me see. All right. Episode second one of uh, us on Albuquerque Pest Patrol. What are we attacking today? So you did say pest, not pet patrol. That's right. Okay, okay. So. But I, Finn can have a badge if that helps. All right, good, good. So I have some weeds coming up. My, um, I don't have grass in my yard. I've got like crusher vine and pebbles and so forth. So seed dispersal is a problem in spring when we have a lot of wind. So I've got weed, weeds popping up and we're gonna go spray them with a non-toxic to humans and pets spray thing. Awesome. Cool. Well, let's let's get into it. Let's get outside. Good. And actually before we get into the action of this, we have a retraction that we need to Oh, yes. <laughs> from the information from our last episode. Yes. It didn't take long. What uh, what needs to be corrected? So I went blithely on that uh, neem oil was probably a product of geraniums, and it's actually from the neem tree or bush. Tree. Yeah, yeah. That, hence, it's called neem oil. Easy to remember. Not geranium oil. All right. Uh... Okay, so with that important piece cleared up, talk, there's, we're using, you said this thing was non-toxic that we're spraying the weeds with. Give us a little bit more detail around the approach here. What's in this thing and uh, why are we doing this now? Because I remember you saying this, we had to do this at a special time of day. Yeah, so um, it's just, it's three things. It's white vinegar, it's a little bit of dish soap and salt and um, you spray it on when the sun is really at, at its hottest and man it works like you just spray and within about an hour or two you can see them starting to look a little weathered and the nice thing about it is my little dog can come by and kind of sniff and I don't have to worry that it's going to be toxic to him. Okay so we've got this in a squirt bottle and then are you just going to point me to the things? So yeah, so this anything that anything that is green is an enemy, except for if it's a bush that I planted, because um, this is a a um, more xeric 
landscape. So you just go, that's it. Just like two little things. And that kills the grass and yes. that kills these but, little... Yeah. Whatever those pop-up weeds are, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I see some, like, are those slain weeds? That's, no, that's one that I actually mechanically pulled oh, out. Gotcha. Yeah. So this one? Yep. That's enough? Right there, yep. Now, while we're doing this, you can keep pointing stuff out if I miss it, uh, like those two that I missed. Uh, while we're doing this, you had to do some battle with uh, other volunteer weeds popping up because of your bird feeder, right? Oh, yeah. So um, I'm really in love with having birds um, right outside my house windows where I can actually just see them fluttering and flying and feeding and it's just been so much fun. So I had bought um, a really cheap variety of bird seed that had a bunch of different kinds of seeds in it. And unfortunately, I, I mean, I looked underneath the uh, area where I had put that out and about a week later I had a carpet of all sorts of weeds and so forth, and I had to go out and just pick each of those by hand. It took me about four hours. Because all the bird seed just sort of like, you had like sunflower seeds, and you had exactly. rye, or right. grass, or whatever they were eating, right? Right, right. So I have to, in this area, um, I because I don't want um, those kinds of crops to be growing, I, right. um, yeah. I have to buy a certain type that uh, it, it's called a no-mess blend, and even though it, it can fall on the ground, it's not going to germinate. Some people are able to just put any type of bird seed that they want out, and it's not a problem because they're just adding more green to their yard, but this is a different kind of yard here. I don't want these weeds taking over and then it looks all messy. You've So you've used the term Zeric and I feel like growing up in Albuquerque I sort of know what that means but I don't know that I know the exact definition. Mm -hmm. So would you spell the word and define the word? Okay so I have some friends who call it zeroscaping and I take umbrage at that. <laughs> it is not zero scaping. It is Zeric, and that's spelled X-E-R-I-C. I think it's probably Greek. Whatever, um, whatever it truly, truly means. What it has come to mean is plant things that will naturally grow that are native to your area, so you don't have to use extra resources to grow like for example I have chosen not to have a green lawn here 
because I don't need it. Um, and it doesn't naturally grow. I've tried to keep um, just with native plantings, um, shrubs and trees that grow here pretty well. What is? Don't take too much water. And that to me is the big deal. Now I think our, our world is going to be defined by the need for water in the coming years, so. Yeah. Does Zurich always mean dry or does it just mean native? We should look that up. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to. Clearly, I'm not the person that should be giving definitions. You don't want to have to give another retraction <laughs> in the next episode, huh? Did you see these? Yeah, I did get them. Okay. Yeah. This is most of it. It is um, really along there. And then you can look up. Did you do that? Mm hmm. I can get it again if you want. There's one right here. Okay. We could go around the back just to make sure. I think I saw some sort of around the side of the corner. Oh, okay. Something we haven't talked about yet is that actually, you know, like, this is not the first time that you've just been asked a bunch of gardening questions, right? Like when I was younger, you actually took classes and volunteered for a gardening hotline, right? I did. I, I, there are county extension services across the nation that offer classes in master gardening. And we had a really good one here. Um, and so what was it? You just like had to take a class no, you had to, I think it was like six weeks, um, and we went for like three hours um, once a week, is what it strikes me, and then you had to take a test at the end and all that kind of stuff. It, it, uh, it was humbling to me because there are people who had been farmers. There are people who yeah. grew acres and acres of food to give to needy causes, it's like, you know, so... Yeah my little home garden of the tomatoes and the, yeah. and the cucumbers. Um, I learned a lot from them and they were experimenting with ways, water wise ways to grow food and it was cool. So after you take the class, then do you actually just like, what was the hotline experience like? I only did it like a few times, oh. um, yeah. And then I kind of changed directions, but... Um, it's I, called a pivot these days. It is called a pivot, yes. I always had someone with me who really had this fundamental uh, background knowledge of how to grow cucumbers in a backyard using the least amount of space and what can you put into a container garden here and, you know, really fundamentally useful. Thing. Was it busy? Like phones ringing off the hook? It, it was pretty busy. And then of course people would call, oh, and then I've got this. And then I've, so they wanted to talk for 45 minutes, yeah. you know, but the lines were cranking, especially in spring. It's like a pledge drive, but for plants. Right, right. And it was like, okay, well then here's our email. Send that good question in, you know. Uh -huh. And then people would actually email the responses back. So. 
That's pretty cool. Do they still do that today, even though everybody can Google things? They do. So um, last year, I went to a nursery, and I got what was labeled with a cute little um, stick-in label. It was. It said it was a lemon cucumber, and lemon cucumbers are kind of fun, and I just wanted to grow them in a pot. So I had been taught by the master gardeners that you could... Um, take a tomato cage and then put one cucumber uh, plant at the leg of each of the tomato um, stand Mm -hmm. and then have them grow up and I had done it the year before and they were just beautiful and it worked really good so I brought this home and I was growing it and I'm like god that sure doesn't look like a lemon cucumber so I sent a picture um, emailed a picture in, and this gal just laughed and said, you've got yourself some very nice cantaloupes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something that people say on hotlines a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's, that's very kind of her. <laughs> mom's, mom's refusing to comment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this guy with the microphone. I've yeah. never met him before. Yeah. Well, we're, I've embarrassed you, and the, I've embarrassed the weeds maybe to death with this spray. I think so. You and two different kinds of sun are going to do it. <laughs> the sun and then the one way overhead. Yeah, so once this, once this stuff soaks in, the sun just sort of like cooks them. So you got to do it in sunny weather? Yes, yeah, which is most of the days out here. Yeah. yeah, what am I going to do in Portland? Yeah, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a very strong flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> Just standing over the weeds at night. Yeah. I won't look any crazier than anybody else on my blog. Cool. All right. Well, another mission accomplished. We've been really productive here in Albuquerque. Yeah, this has been a, it's been a good visit. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Um, And we'll catch you again in the garden soon. Next time, we won't be in as sunny or as dry a place, but there will be just as many hummingbirds back in Portland. We'll catch you then. Bye. Take care.